Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study your word today. We give you praise because you are a great God. You are awesome. And you are being with us throughout the week. And now we are here to get more energy from your word. We're here to get more strength. We're here to look into the mirror of your word and let your word tell us what we are doing wrong in our lives and how we can live to please you better. We are here to look into the mirror of our lives to see where, um, to fix our faces and fix our hearts and fix our life. So, Lord, even as we read your word, Lord, show us the mirror of our lives. Show us what our life looks like now and what it should look like, what you want it to look like. And help us to, through reading your word and praying, get to where you want us to be, an exact image of Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for everything, oh God. Strengthen us as we read your word, oh God. Save souls all over the world. The Jews, the Gentiles, the Muslims, the, the sinners, the atheists, Lord, save their souls, oh God. I pray today for the people that are sick in the hospitals, in St. Jude's Hospital, that you would please heal them, oh God, and let their healing bring salvation unto their souls, oh God. Also pray for the people that are depressed, that you help them find joy in you, O oh God, and help them to know that Jesus Christ is a solution, O oh God, to their depression. And, and knowing God and reading the word of God and being born again is one way for them to get joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Ghost. And we'll also pray for the people that are about to commit suicide right now, that you please have mercy upon them and show them Jesus, show them your love, O oh God, and help them, O oh God, to know you and come to the knowledge of you in the name of Jesus and save them from death and the deception of the enemy that tells them that ending their life is the best solution, O oh God. And help them, save them from death and suicide and let them find joy in you and salvation in Jesus' name. I also pray, O oh God Almighty, that you please come and speak to us today as we study your word. Receive the glory of God and everybody that you want to join the Bible study, nudge them to be here, oh God, to the glory of your name, in Jesus' mighty name, pray. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Welcome everybody to the Bible study today. We will be studying um, chapter three of the quest for God by Peace House Discipleship Works. And it it's going to be great. And I will share my screen right now. Or if I do that, we have we are gonna take the hymn, and that's what we do every time. And the hymn today says, "Humble thyself to work with God." Humble thyself to work with God. We're gonna sing it together. So I'm gonna share my screen now. Thank you. 
Amen. Amen. Humble thyself to work with God. Amen. God will only walk with the humble people. The people that feel they are nothing. They don't count their achievements as anything worthwhile. They, yes, they are hardworking. They achieve a lot. They might be famous or blessed or great, but they can choose to be none of those things if God requires it of them. Humility is what God wants us to practice. So, and that is one of the basic conditions for knowing God. So um, we are going to be studying chapter three of the basic conditions for knowing God. And we're going to read the commentary as well as other um, the Bible scriptures that is stated here. So basic conditions for knowing God. What are the conditions? The hymn says that if you follow the conditions for knowing God, you will um, you will know God. So God, God will come to you if you meet the conditions. And one of those conditions is humility. So the hymn says, humble thyself to walk with God. And this is one of the basic conditions for knowing God. And we're done with chapter two, and now we're going to chapter three, basic conditions for knowing God. I think um, Victoria joined us. Hi, Victoria, how are you? It's fine if you cannot say anything. You can just use the emojis to say hello. Can you hear me though? Yeah. Um, I can hear you clearly. Thank you. So God, the possessor of heaven and earth, can be known and owned as our possession, personally. The implications are unimaginably glorious. Whatever God has, you then have. Let me start over. God, the possessor of heaven and earth, can be known and owned as our possession, personally. That is God can be our possession. You can be, you can own God as part of your possession. So the implications of this are obviously glorious. What God has, you then have. Whatever God is, you then are. For as he is, so we are in this world. And that is what 1 John 4, 17 says. So we can just quickly read 1 John 4, 17, which is the word of God. It says here that as, and as we live with Christ, our love grows more perfect and complete. So we will not be ashamed and embarrassed at the day of judgment, but can face him with confidence and joy because he loves us and we love him too. So um, let me read the thing, James version of this. 
King James Version simply says that First John four verse seventeen. So it says that hearing is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So when we get to know God and be like him and possess him, our love for him will be made perfect, not contaminated with other things. We will have perfect love for God. And then as we as we as he is so we will be in this world so we have we are we are doing all these bible studies we are reading our bible we are praying we are going to church being close to god because we want to love god perfectly we want to be exactly like jesus so that as he is we will be in this world so let's continue reading the commentary so it says that Whatever God does, you then are able to do. You share the life of God. This is eternal life. This is genuine prosperity. How shall we understand the practical outworking of this? Sorry. How shall we understand the practical outworking of this rare privilege in our lives? Fortunately, we have some useful life examples to learn from. At the top of the list of such men and women who sought after God's heart to know and to possess him increasingly in every way and in all their lives is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So this place is trying to say that Jesus Christ is our first example of someone that knows God, that possesses God, and he performed some basic conditions. And we're going to be studying those conditions as well as conditions um, by put forward or exhibited by men and women in the Bible, the conditions for, for knowing God. So other others include Abraham, Moses, Joseph, David, Daniel, Esther, Ruth, and Paul. They possessed God as their personal shield and exceedingly great reward. However, that was not always evident in their circumstances, particularly at the beginning. They often suffered persecutions and trials for righteousness' sake. The path to the realization of God's purpose for their lives was often lined with difficulties and dangers. These are the conflicts of the divine prosperity. So whenever someone tells you to come to Christ because you will find prosperity or money or blessings that is not always true is not is not a free ride to prosperity and breakthrough and blessings and healing that is not always true or let me put it that is not true all the time coming to jesus is lined with a lot of trials and persecution and yes, there is blessing because God is great and is good and is kind. 
and you give us everything for our enjoyment. There's healing also. But that is not, that is not, is not what telling somebody or a sinner, okay, that is not the whole package. That's not the whole package of what God will do for us when we give our lives to him. That is not the whole package. In fact, some people might just experience just a few blessings and healings and prosperity as a Christian, but they would definitely experience joy and divine prosperity and divine blessings and prosperity is totally different from physical riches and blessings. So Victoria, if you have any question while I talk, just feel free to go off mute and just let me know. And you can also use the chats to just put anything in the chat and I will just, I will read it out loud. Is that clear? Okay. Just want to check out something. I'll do it now. Yeah, awesome. God is awesome. So, yet in the end, if we keep reading, it says, um, yet in the end, the vision clearly speaks and does not lie. We will read this after I read this paragraph. It says that Jesus is now highly exalted. He has a name above every other name. And at his name, every knee has been commanded to bow and every tongue to confess his lordship. That is about Jesus. But before we move forward to Abraham, let's just read these two um, verses. So the first verse we'll read is Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4. And Habakkuk is in the Old Testament. Um, after Micah in Nahum, you have Habakkuk. And Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4 says that. And the Lord said to me, write my answer on the billboard, large and clear, so that anyone can read it at a glance and rush to tell the others. But these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly and steadily, surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair. For these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. Note this. Wicked men trust themselves alone, as the Shaldeans do, and fail. But the righteous man trusts in me and leaves. Amen. So this part is trying to say that the way God works is different from the way we think God should work or the way we expect God to work because our time is different from God's time. Our timing is different from God's timing. There's a part in the Bible that says that um, a thousand years is like a day and vice versa in the sight of God. So the way God has timed the things that would happen to us is very different. And we should, as a Christian, if you have given your life to Christ, if you are born again, and you have put your future in the hands of God, just trust in God. And he would, he would just trust whatever God is doing in your life. If you are worried about um, a request from God and you're asking God 
and praying about it, just keep praying and keep praising him because he will do it. Especially if the prayer point is the request is in line with God's word. He will do it. He will bring it to pass. So even though it takes a long time, the vision will come to pass. And the second place we're going to read is James 5, verse 10 to 11. So James 5, 10 to 11 says that, for examples of patience in suffering, look at the Lord's prophets. We know how happy they are now because they stayed true to him then, even though they suffered greatly for it. Job is an example of a man who continued to trust in the Lord, trust the Lord in sorrow. From his experiences, we can see how the Lord's plan finally ended in good, for he is full of tenderness and mercy. So everything that happens in our lives, we should know that it's not about us. It's about God. And if you have come to him and given your life to him, as a child of God, if you are born again, your life is now an instrument to show God's glory. It's not about your comfort. It's not about your um, enjoyment or your getting your answers to your prayer now. But it's about showing for the glory of God. Look at Job. Job, in all, um, if, if it's mathematics, A, let me not say, A is not mathematics. One plus one equals to two. If we had to go by mathematics, Job did not deserve what he got. He was a righteous man and he, he didn't do anything wrong. But God wanted to show his glory. He wanted to show his greatness. And he wanted to teach us a lesson. And he used Job's life as a lesson for you and I. Put yourself in Job's shoes. If you were Job, how will you react? You know, you would say, it's not fair. I've been good. I've followed the instruction. I've followed the basic conditions. Why is this terrible thing happening to me? And so I want us to know that it's not about us, but we should completely trust the God that we have believed him and know that at the end of the day, it's going to be glorious. At the end of the day, it's going to be beautiful for us, even in this life. Even in this life, we're not going to end without that prayer request answered. He is going to do it for us. He's going to make everything beautiful in this life and then in the life to come. So do not worry. Whatever you're going through right now, do not, so far, as long as you are giving your life to Jesus Christ, you pray about it every day. You praise God. You read the word of God. You pray. Do not be afraid of what you're going through because it will end in praise. It will be glorious at the end. And Job's situation is what we should learn from Although my own personal prayer point is that God, Jesus, please continue to intercede for me and do not let the devil dictate anything concerning my life, right? The devil like went to God and told God, asked for permission to punish Job in every area of his life. And that was crazy and terrible. But God granted the devil's request and, and just asked him not to kill Job, right? But the devil did all the things that he, 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 he could do to anybody. The devil is there to kill, steal, and destroy. Kill, that is his 
is 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 emo like that is his, his vision and mission kill through suicide depression misinformation just different kind of like mission or agenda throughout the world the devil is here to kill and he's here to steal from us he stole from adam and eve in the garden of eden he stole man's kind relationship with god he stole it and he's still stealing a lot of things if we give it to him people that are famous today and are famous through a terrible means they don't know this they were supposed to be famous anyway they were they, they were they just had to be patient and walk with god the timing what they did was that they gave their fame to the devil and he moved the timing of their fame forward he moved the timing of their fame forward and they think that well okay the devil gave me all this is no it was theirs from the beginning but the timing is different it might be at the end of their lives they might be destined to enjoy that fame at the end of their lives but since they took it from god and gave it to the devil he changed the timing and then they exchanged their souls for it so mankind has a glory a, a beautiful glory each man has a glory but you need to come to god to actualize it at the right time because that glory can kill you when it's given at the wrong time and so when you see people famous today through a means that is not um uh, god's or godly they were supposed to be famous anyway but maybe not at that particular time and so as a child of god do not give your life to the devil give it to god and he would give you fame and glory whatever that is yours to begin with at the right time you see jesus jesus was tempted by the devil and the devil told him you see this beautiful world i used to say that jesus must have made sorry i'm sorry the devil must have made jesus see new york city at night at that time right so it's kind of beautiful he just showed devil showed jesus beautiful world he says all this will be yours if you bow down to me that was a lie because jesus is the owner of the whole world right so because we don't see all the things that god has given to us all the all the talents all the inspiration all the blessings that god has given to us we can't see it with our naked eyes we trade it for our souls we trade what we already have it's just unthinkable but i just pray that god would help each and every one of us help each human being in this world to to come to god and it's in god you would see what you're meant to be what god step by step god will show you things that even if you come to god god will not show you on the day you give your life to christ he would show you what you're meant to be little by little as you can handle it in terms of handle it your spiritual maturity you see people famous today by um it's like premature pain because they their lives are messed up their marriages are messed up their kids are not godly they're not bringing up godly offsprings like god destined us to do in malachi 215 the reason why he instituted marriage 
is to bring up godly offspring. So if you see a marriage between two people that they can't they can bring two people, maybe the same sex or something, that they cannot bring up godly offspring, how can you bring up godly offspring like that? So these are ways the devil still kill and destroy and alter God's plan. Or you see people, two people in marriage that, um, that is broken or people that are divorced or people that are not having marital happiness. All those things are the plan of the devil to destroy God's plan for marriage or for life. So I pray that God will help us as we study God's word to be prepared for the time of our glory. Study God's word, learn humility, learn the basic conditions for knowing God, and then he will release that thing. He will release that blessing, financial blessing, divine health to us as we um, get matured to manage it. So when we get matured to be able to manage it, then he will release all those things to us eventually. And what it says here, it says that we will possess God. And when we possess God, we possess everything that God has. Everything that God has will become ours once we possess God. And that is what God wants us to do. And so it says here that Abraham is now the father of all that believe in addition to every Israelite. And that was Abraham's blessing for him to be the father of faith, the father of everybody that comes to Christ. That, that, that's the promise that God gave to Abraham. You know, on the way to achieving it, he made a lot of mistakes. And thank God he came back to God and he, he achieved God's plan for his life. So um, he says the Lord, now this is another example, Moses. The Lord came by Moses. And yet another example, Joseph became the savior and Lord of his father's household thus fulfilling his dreams. So dreams are very important to know God's plan for our lives, to know um, what God has in store for us. So as you, as when you become born again, when you start reading the word of God and praying, you know, God will not show you the glory of what he wants to use your life for. He will give you little hints from his word in dreams, he'll give you hints. And it's so wise for you to write down those hints because even though you see yourself, you see yourself, um, maybe you see yourself in a White House, like doing some important work in the White House and in, 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 in Washington, D.C. And you're like, what kind of dream is that? Oh, my God. I don't even know. I'm not even, I'm not even like in line to work in the White House. Why would I dream this dream? No, as a child of God, you have to write it down. Write it down and keep praying that God let this come to pass because I know that that's what you, that's a plan you have for me. These are hints that God will give you, and God will give you wisdom. And you can even ask after the dream, how can these things be? Like Mary, Mary had a revelation that she will be the mother to the savior of the world, and she asked, How can these things be? So ask God, how can this dream come to pass? What should I do next? What 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 do you want me to do? To achieve this, and God will start telling you what he wants you to do. And then step by step by step, you get it. But if a person that has a, that, that whose destiny is to work in the White House, or even be the president, leaves God right now and goes to the devil. The devil, and goes to the devil with all his, all the beautiful things that God has endowed him with. 
the devil will definitely speed up that process and he will become the president, right? But the person will not do it the way God wants him to do it. The person might not be prepared, might not achieve God what God wants to achieve with that presidency. So that is just the difference between giving your, your glory to the devil and giving it to God. God's ways, this timing are very different and from experience, not as fast as we wish it should be, but we have to be patient with God. Amen. So these are the basic conditions for knowing God. Joseph is a very big example. So himself, he saw himself in dreams, leading his family, his brothers and parents were bowing down to him. And those dreams he did not take lightly. But guess what? He did not give that opportunity or he did not give the the glory that God has given him to the devil. He gave it to God and he he went through hell. He went, it was it was sold into slavery, and it was taking too long for him to achieve that beautiful glory that God had for him. He went to the prison, was accused of a, a wrongdoing, you know, accused wrongly. And someone would say, How can God allow this thing, this to happen? How can God allow this? wickedness to happen and god has given us all these examples for our benefit yes he can allow these things to happen just for us to be pruned for us to be 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 matured and shaped into the way he wants us to be you know joseph would have been a corrupt prime minister if he had not gone through what god wanted him to go through and he might not even have that opportunity to achieve that at the end of the day. So let's always stick to God, stick with God, even when it seems that what we are expecting is not what we have. You know, some people look back on their birthday and say, oh, I wish I had, I expected that I would have achieved this beautiful thing at this age, but I, I don't know what's happening, what's happening with my life. I expect to be maybe at this position at work or having kids or gotten married and I'm not having all those things. And so people might be sad, but I'm telling you that you should stick with God. Ask God that question. God, why am I this age and not having all this A, B, C, D? Ask God the question genuinely from your heart. Honestly, ask him. And he will tell you why he's making you go through that. Why is making you go through that before your glory? And I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So David reigned. Going to the next part. It says that David reigned over Israel. And in the case of Esther, she delivered our people from the hands of evil Haman. Esther's story was like incredible. She was taken from our country to another country as a refugee. And she was an orphan. She didn't have parents anymore. So she lived with her uncle. And nobody can see any beautiful thing coming out of that kind of situation. But yet, God brought out something beautiful for that, um, from that. And those years of training were very valuable to Esther as the queen of her country eventually. So let me tell you, whatever you're going through is training for you. 
and training for me as well. And I pray that I will continue to learn all the lessons that God wants us to learn. Amen. So another one is Ruth the Moabitess revoked the curse on her head as a Moabitess and partook in the choices in inheritance in Israel. She shared a portion in the lineage of the Messiah. And Paul, the former, okay, Ruth, yeah, Ruth's story is really incredible. Our husband died after a number of years. Who can ever imagine that kind of grief or sadness she would have been feeling? She was a widow, a young widow. That is so painful for any woman to like experience. And, and what she, because of her faith in the God of her mother-in-law, she was able to go through it and she just knew that she need, needed to press on knowing God, the God of Naomi. She needed to press on knowing that God. And then when she did press on knowing that God, she got reward at the end. And she got what she wanted to. And she got the rare opportunity of being the ancestor, an ancestor to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. You know, how can someone that is not from Israel be the ancestor to Jesus? You know, so that is very, very wonderful, a wonderful opportunity for her. So um, Paul, the former persecutor of the church, worked the works of God more earnestly than all that came before him. So Paul had to learn a lot. He was moral in court, like he was a good Jew, following all the laws of Moses, very zealous for God. He had to learn through a lot of trials and he had to learn the conditions for knowing God. He had to give away his pride and, excuse me, his pride and all his credentials. And that's, he said, that is, I, I discovered that giving up all those things is the way to truly know God. He had to discover that in the way he discovered that. And it takes a lot of training to learn to actually give up all your credentials. Remember the man that said he kept the law of Moses for all his life. And he said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, hmm, you're calling me good. Nobody is good but God, you know? So many people, let me just talk about this now. In case you're watching this video and you are like, um, this is where Jesus said he is not God, right? Because Jesus said, um, why? Let's read it so that we can have a context, you know? So hold on, let's read it. I saw a video where, where people said, where, where some apologetics, I think they are Muslim or, or some other religion were like, you, you Christians call Jesus God, but he said himself that nobody is good but God. So, and he said, why are you calling me God? So I just want to clear the air. I don't know why this verse is coming. Well, if this verse is coming, then let me just tell us what this verse means. 
um, so it's Mark, um, Mark 10. <clears throat> Mark 10. Mark 10, 18 to be precise. So if you have it to your Bible, you can open to that part of the Bible. Mark 10, 18. And I'll just... Okay, let me share my screen quickly. I think this is the last thing we're going to study before and we pray. So he says here that, so let me see. Awesome. Thank you, Victoria. So it says here in Mark 10, verse 17, it says, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And 18, he says, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. So why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. So the revelation I'm having here, is that, why do you call me good? This is a revelation that, or uh, interpretation that God has given me about this part. Why do you call me good? Do you know that I'm God? Do you understand? Because no one is good except God. So what do you know to, what do you know to call me good? Do you know who I am, right? So why do you call me good? Because if you call me good, that means you know that I am what? I'm God. So because no one is good except God alone. And so in other parts of the Bible, God, as Jesus has told us that I and the Father are one. The Father lives in me and I in you. And that is how we know that God is the word. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God is the word, is the third person of God or the second person of the Godhead. And that is how we know God is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, or Trinity. Anyway, so let's keep going to the spot. Why do you call me good? Hmm. No one is good except God alone. Anyway, you know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud, honor your mother and father. Teacher, he declared, all this I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Because Jesus knew that, oh, wow, this is a good one. <laughs> this is the one that tries to keep all the commandments. I love this guy. <laughs> and he says, one thing you lack. So Jesus is like the mirror. He sees everything. He sees everything. He says, oh, wow, that's true. You actually have kept everything. Like I can see your past. I can see, I can see your, your presence. I can see that you have actually done this. But 
what's happening? You don't look like you are going to go to heaven. Like, so, oh, this is why. And it is, this is what you lack. Hmm. Go and sell everything you have and give the give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. And so that is the only thing preventing this guy from gaining eternal life. And God told him right there and there, like a doctor prescribing, like diagnosing the, the situation with this man. And that is um, what God told him. So um, the man face, the, the, this, at this, the man's face fell and he went away sad because he had great wealth, you know. And Jesus looked round and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And 24 says that, and the disciples were amazed at his words. And But Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for Kamel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And let me read it in the King James Version because um, the King James Version is the, the first version. And it's more closely, closely aligned to the language that the Bible was written in. It's kind of like literally. It says that, it says, and the disciples were astonished at these words, but Jesus answered again and said unto them, children, how hard it is, is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? If you trust in your riches, it is difficult for you to enter heaven. If you cannot do without your riches, if you cannot do without your wealth, if I cannot do without what God has given me, financial, physical blessings, if I don't love God only, if I don't possess God totally in, in this place, it says perfectly. I know where it said it. I missed up. I perfectly. It says it's perfectly in one part. If we if our love is not yet perfect, love God alone, not money. You cannot serve two masters. It's either you love one and hate the other. Is it that you love God or hate money and hate money or love money and hate God? You cannot love God and love money. You cannot love money and love God at the same time. You cannot do without your riches. If you trust in your riches, it's difficult, very hard to enter into the kingdom of God. And that's what this man said. So what brought us <clears throat> to this verse of the Bible? Okay. And it's that we need to give up everything we so hold so dearly. For example, our achievements, our wealth, like Paul did. He discovered that in order for you to truly know God, you need to give up everything that you value. 
that is only that's the only way you can know God, possess God, and love God perfectly, and be like Him as He would have been if He were here, like to be like Jesus if He were in this world. That's the goal for every person to be like Jesus. That is success. That is good success. When you say this book of law shall not depart out of my mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you shall um you shall meditate on it day and night so that you can be careful to do all that it's written there in, and then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now that prosperity, prosperity and good success is not financial prosperity, it's not financial good success, it's not good success in as measured by the world. Reading the Bible cannot make you successful as measured by the world. The rich men of the world don't read the Bible and they are successful. They are prosperity. So success, good success and prosperity is defined by God. Is defined by possessing God and being exactly like Jesus. And yes, if you possess God, everything God has, you have. At his time, and in the measure that he wishes to give it to you. So I pray that God will help us. And this is where we're going to stop today. We stopped here. Here. And we'll continue next week. And today the prayer point is, God, please don't let me leave the training that you are doing to me. Don't let me leave my class. Don't let me drop out of this training. I have given my life to you. I'm born again. And if you're not born again, you need to be born again because you have a whole glory ahead of you. So you either give it to God to manage for you or you give it to the devil. And if you don't give it to either God or the devil, the devil will snatch it away from you and do whatever he wants to do with it. He can snatch it away from from you and bury it in the sand and you never achieve that glory. He can snatch it away from you and make you famous, but you will be messed up. Can snatch it away from you and do whatever he wants to do with it. But when you come to God, you achieve the glory that God has given to you at the right time with the right maturity. So let's pray, Lord, help me not to drop out of your class. Your class is long. It is it could be painful. It could involve suffering, persecution, trials. But help me to stay in the class and learn at every grade. Help me learn and be better and be exactly what you want me to be. An express image of Jesus Christ. Lord, help me know the basic conditions for knowing you and help me do that. Do those basic conditions. In the name of Jesus. So that's the prayer, Lord. Throughout this week, Lord, help me. Whatever conditions that are left for me to meet, the ones I'm not yet meeting yet, Lord, open my eyes to see these conditions, to God, so that I can achieve the next level of glory that you have for me. I can achieve the next level of, of, of in the plan you have for me, oh God. I don't want to stay in one spot. I don't want to run in circles going back to my scene and coming back or not doing what you want me to do and just being in the same level, no? I want to go higher. And in order for me to go higher, I need to learn the basic conditions for that next level. So Lord, help me to learn all the conditions that I need to learn, oh God. 
help me not to, to stay in one spot, oh God, or even abandon the class or the lessons that you you want me to learn. Help me, Jesus. I ask this this day, I ask this time, help me, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Help me as a person in my personal life, in my marriage, in my relationships, with my neighbors, with my friends, with the people around me, in the ministry of giving to me, my work, my career, Lord. Help me to learn all the lessons you want me to learn. Help me to follow the basic conditions for knowing you. Help me to be humble. Help me to not trust in my wealth or the little money that you have given me. Let me not trust in it, Lord. Help me trust in you in the name of Jesus Christ. And receive the glory and help me to grow and get to that level that you are destined for me to be. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So I'm going to pray for us today. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful day, beautiful, bright day and the day that God made. Nobody else made it. Not a big bang because it's not possible for it. And if it's a big bang, then God made the, the big thing bang. Amen. God made the big stuff bang. Probably when he said, let there be light, pow, and everywhere just just came. There was a big bang, probably. But I thank God for this wonderful, beautiful day, beautiful Bible study, studying God's word, understanding God's word, knowing God more. And I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone that is listening to this is blessed and everyone that has heard this, so oh God, would have a change of heart and sit down in the class and not drop out of God's training for us and be patient to achieve what God has for us in the name of Jesus. And I pray for those who are not giving their lives to Christ, oh God, that you help them to have an encounter with you, God, to break down and be convicted in their hearts, oh God, and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior in the name of Jesus. I pray for the people among the um, superstars and the famous people and the worldly people that you still choose to save, that you still desire to save, people that you still desire to be saved, Lord, ask that you save their souls in Jesus' name. Amen. I ask that you save souls all over the world, oh God, and let them come to the knowledge of you. I ask that everyone that will be watching and listening to this, oh God, their lives will be changed, oh God, and they'll be transformed. I ask that you bless our weekend and bless our week, oh God. Please do not be far from us. Protect us from every form of evil, from every form of danger, and receive the glory, oh God, concerning our lives. Let our lives always bring you glory. Help us to wake up and worship you. Help us to give you quality praises, oh God, because that's why we have been created. Help us to find time to fellowship with you, oh God, because you enjoy our company, oh God. Help us to have time to spend with you, oh God. Thank you because you're God. When you come, help us to be found in your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So thank you so much for tuning in to this Bible study. And I pray that you stay blessed. Amen. Bye. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chat room platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode.